Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warning, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. If you wish upon a star, you better be wearing a mask. Free meals for all the Karens. Jurassic Mosquitoes. The DNC and the RNC. Seven bullets later, black people still don't have any value. This and more on the 5-Minute Warning. Okay, students. This is your 5-Minute Warning. I repeat, 5-Minute Warning. Silence. This is the 5-Minute Warning with Reuben Brown. Happening right now. I bet you missed us. It's been a minute. But you know, personal stuff went down, so it's taken us a little bit longer to get back up. Once again, welcome to another episode of 5 Minute Warning. Of course, it's me, the voice you hear. I'm Ruben. Then, of course, as always, on the 1s, 2s, and sometimes 6s and 8s, we got AG. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? Good to be back. And from a bed far, far away from everybody else and all the foolishness, we got Moby in the house. Hey, what's going on, y'all? And I mean, I know it's been like it's been like eight to ten days since we had a show. I believe that's been out. So it's awesome. Not really, but I moved Actually, a little bit. Yes, you did. You know, you know. I, I want to say something about you moving. I appreciate all of y'all for. Uh, for helping Ruben move. That was a really good experience for me. I didn't appreciate getting overheated and dehydrated. But at the same time, I liked all of us coming together for you. And that was a really good moment. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, I appreciate people coming together for me. And it's the first time I've actually met Mo B. I can put a face to the name. I've been talking to this dude for months and I finally got a chance to see him. (laughs) Apparently, I look like a friendly biker. So, oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because because I because I I saw I was flipping through and I saw this thing for Sons of Anarchy, and I was like, yeah, that's Jax Teller, y'all. That's Jax Teller. I mean, let's just be real, man. Like I lived in a pretty decent neighborhood, but still, people ain't just gonna come up and start helping people move. It ain't that. But he would have been. I'm telling you, man, he would have been the friendliest biker ever. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, honestly, of all my years of moving, which is almost every year, this was the easiest. Like, I felt like that, you know, the plan that I concocted, about 90% worked, which is higher than most. I've had some bad plans that go awry back in the day. But, I mean, this one was pretty dope. So, I appreciate y'all coming out. To my knowledge, the only thing that really went wrong for as far as I was concerned was they didn't give you your key until late or later than we thought. Right? Well, you know, that's what happens when people be leaving water on 
in the apartment above me. And then they decide to get mad and go to sleep or whatever. And there's a waterfall in my apartment. Now, they did not tell me where actually in the apartment, which is interesting. But I think I figured out where. Because, you know, you can smell a little bit of mold left over. And I was like, yep, write that on the sheet. Y'all got to come clean this pool. Because yeah, it ain't sure that kind of party. Um, but the good thing is, it's not in a location that can affect my things um, that I hold dear. So, I mean, you know, they still need to fix it because I ain't about that life. Mold, mold is not a cool thing. Um, years ago, when I lived in um, Norfolk, I did wake up one morning to a waterfall in my bathroom from the ceiling because somebody decided to fall asleep in the tub above and, you know, literally came through my ceiling. That was the most frightening experience of part of my adult life as far as apartment goals. And I really had to pee, which was even worse. Um, So yeah, it made peeing very difficult. Well, unfortunately, I can understand your pain. Our, the lady above us, uh, I th- she didn't leave anything on. She just had a slow leak and no one knew. Mm. And then apparently enough water got up there. And one day I looked, I was like, is that sheetrock tape? What? And I looked around and I was like, oh, my goodness. Hours later, the ceiling started to sag. And then 30 minutes after that, the ceiling came down. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. I was like, what in the world? So yes, I do understand your pain or the pain that you could have felt. Yeah. But the cool thing is, if it's going to happen, it happened before I got my keys and moved in. So I wasn't responsible for none of it. So, you know, big up to them for getting it fixed in a couple days and big up to y'all for helping me move. And yeah, the the, um, house is in a new spot now. So even though I swear I woke up the first night um, at like three in the morning, I feel very confident before I make the statement that I heard a sub a submachine gun go off, and I was just like, "Where in the hood? I pay too much to live in the hood. If the hood's getting like this, I'm already in trouble <laughs> because I pay way too much. You really do to 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 live in a location where people are firing out submachine guns." So the next morning I woke up when I finally went back to sleep and everything looked like nothing happened. So hey man, you out here working for Trump, man? That's what the RNC been talking about. You know, they're going to come to your neighborhood. You out here selling that Trump juice? Nah, man. I mean, you know, all I can so, think was... Selling them orange pies? <laughs> wow. All, all I could think of was Ghetto Boys. My mind playing tricks on me. <laughs> but real talk, when I did move in a place in Norfolk, my first night, I did hear a gunshot. And I was so happy that I had a three to four inch thick backboard, bedboard, headboard. Headboard. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, if you will shoot me through my wall and through this, then, you know, it was time. So I rolled over and just went back to sleep. I realized that was it, man. I ain't mess with these people. And then pretty much after that, I made friends with a neighbor. And you know, he was he he was on the, the stoop a lot. So I made friends with him. Hooked him up a couple of times with some other stuff that we can't talk about. It wasn't illegal, but you know, did that. We were friends. My apartment was protected. That's what you gotta do. You'd do well in jail. No. 
I would not. I'm too pretty for jail. <laughs> I'm just saying your strategy is pretty good. Man, it wouldn't make it that far. Somebody, I'm just saying it would work. Somebody look at me the wrong way and I would crumble. Is I'm, I ain't built for you that. You crumble. I ain't built for jail, man. Nah, some people I think are built for jail. I'm not. You built for jail? Oh, I'm too sexy for jail, too. I don't play jail. What about you, Moby? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess that answers that. <laughs> I mean, nah, man. That is not. A, that's not something I want to put on my um, resume. So I'm good. Shout out to the people in jail. <laughs> okay. I mean, you don't know who be listening, man. So. <laughs> but yeah, you think, so, they, you think they're gonna be nice to you now that you gave them a shout out? I mean, hey, man, you never. There'll be something bro. to them. You getting it, yo, man? Aren't you that fat? Yo, I listen to that joint every time you do it. Yo, that joint be dope, man. And I just feel like... So that means I'm not going to be your girlfriend? We cool? I mean, because I ain't trying to do that. I mean, why Why did that prisoner in that scenario sound like he was in the 90s still? <laughs> because I don't know what it's like now, and I ain't trying to find out what it's like now. Not that I know what it's like in the 90s. All I see is TV. And really, the jail scene I think about the most is when it's in CB4, when he goes into jail, when Gusto goes in, go to goes into jail, he's like, "Yo, man, let me spit you around," which was um, Charlie Murphy's character, rest in peace. And like he beats him up because he was a real gangster. And Chris Rock took his joint, MC Gusto, which might be one of the funniest movies, top ten ever. Oh my goodness! Hey, man. I mean, actually, the worst jail scene was either iteration of the longest yard that was the worst jail scene ever which part when a uh, preacher got burned to death yeah that was messed up that was, that was sad, sad yeah but you know what the worst one really is honestly is the Hancock joint man and you're like what are you talking about the Will uh, Hancock when he said I'm gonna put your head up his butt and yeah. I was like he did it <laughs> and, and my thought process is this dude can fly. He has superhuman strength. I mean, are y'all just born stupid? And then the answer was yes. Because he's like, oh yeah, I put most of y'all here. And y'all couldn't stop him beforehand. What makes you think you can stop him now? What? Because there's a whole bunch of people with ordinary hearing strength. The dude can fly. Get it? Get a grip. True. Well, actually, now that you mention that, I saw an episode of Oz one time. Ooh. Guy, make, guy makes the other guy give him fellatio. Guy bites off penis. Yeah. End of story. First and of then all, he spits it out like it's between his teeth and whatnot. Like he needs some some uh, some dental floss. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wow. First of all, Oz <laughs> never got enough credit for how good that shit was. It didn't? I thought, I thought everybody loved Oz. I mean, you I, love Oz, but nobody talks about it. Like, okay. for real. Everybody talks about The Wire. But you know what? You can say what you want. The show that was the bomb before The Wire, Homicide Life on the Street, son. Yo, that show? That's why I watch SVU. Because of that show. That show was awesome. It lasted like five seasons or something. It's I know one season, some people came up and shot the joint up. They just walked in with some submachine guns. And they got a couple people. And I think it was Bayless ended up knocking, taking care of one of them. Yo, that Andre Brower was in that. And um, the dude from, the dude who went over from Homicide to SVU. The old Munch. guy. 
Morris. Yeah, the Jewish yeah. guy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Now I know the show you're talking about. That was yeah. great. Homicide Life was. How is that not in syndication? It's not? No. I haven't seen that show in 20 years. Like, I almost, I've not seen a box set. I haven't seen anything. And back then, that show was violent. It came on at 10 o'clock on a Friday. That show was almost HBO level violent. Yeah, it was pretty hardcore. But there's no box sets. There's nothing. I mean, I would start a petition to bring back Homicide Life on the street or the bo- sell the box set, but half people who might want to sign it don't know what don't know the name of it. That joint is dope. Bet you can find it on Amazon. I bet I could, but I bet I'm not going to try. <laughs> well, you get, you're pretty worked up about it. I'm just saying you might be able to find it on Amazon. I mean, I might look later. Because, I mean, that's worth that's worth the, um, doing it. So, enough of the craziness. It's time for the speed round. Once again, 10 minutes of as many as these articles I can get through. Um, unfortunately, it might go a little bit longer today, but I'm trying for it not to. So, it's going to start when I talk about my first article starting now. So, Walt Disney did some stuff that I didn't think they were actually going to do. They enforced their mask policy. Um, they turned away a family at the gate. The three, uh, One of the um, kids, seven-year-old, has autism. And, you know, basically, they decided to roll up with the family and was like, yeah, you know, she can't wear a mask. Do y'all have a special exemption? And Disney was like, nah, everybody's got to wear a mask. I mean, it's just what it is. And, you know, basically, you know, they asked nicely and the dude was nice about it. He was like, yeah, I know you're frustrated, but unfortunately, everybody's got to wear a mask. And then, of course, the comeback was, are you refusing to follow the Americans with Disabilities Act laws? Hold on, player. This ain't your house. This is private property. And then they were just like, I'm sorry. I mean, I follow the rules. The rules say got to wear a mask. And so he turned them away. And that sort of thing. And Dizzy was like, yo, you know, sorry about that. But then this took place, this took place a day after a family was leave, asked to leave a Disney store in London because a six-year-old actually had a mask on, but didn't have it on right. It didn't cover her nose. And it was like, yo, you got to roll. I mean, if you can't get it to cover the nose with it, I'm sorry. It is what it is. So... Real quick, how y'all feel about that? Well, um, this is a short answer for me. I agree with everything you said. They had the rules in place. You can read the rules. You understand what they expect of you when you get there. If you can't um, follow those rules and comply, then we can't help you. So you have to find another place to be amused because this amusement park won't take you. So just, you know, get a mask, come back. You can do a lot of things. But sometimes playing that card, it's not the right thing. I mean, these are special circumstances. So that's the way I feel about that. Moby? I mean, I mean, I think it's an unfortunate situation. But, I mean, the park's responsibility is not to that one family's feelings. It's, it's to all of their, you know, their customer base. And, yeah, I mean, you can say, well, She's special needs, but yeah, but she's been around y'all, and we don't know what y'all got, and we let her start coming here and without a mask, and 
she spreads it to 20, 30 other people because then we're in close proximity in this park. I mean, and nobody likes it. You know, a lot of people are going to really, really play the, you know, she's autistic card and they should have made an exception. But really, man, like legally, they're not supposed to make an exception. And I mean, I'm actually surprised that they didn't. And I'm glad they did. I mean, like I have a special needs child, too. But I mean... I wouldn't be offended. I mean, I might be upset if we, you know, came down on that trip, but you knew what the rules were before you got there. You could have called and asked them before you got there, could they make that exception? You don't wait till you get to the gate. Yeah. Well, hopefully they didn't buy tickets because those tickets are expensive. Um, the other thing that it says on there, you know, face coverings, but they also said that neck gaiters, open chin triangle bandanas, and face coverings containing valves, mesh material, or holes of any kind are not acceptable face coverings so i mean wear a mask that's a face covering so yeah i'm sorry to that family but i think dizzy did the right move right there they'll probably try to get sued but oh well um so like when you're 18 you think about doing some things how you want to get rich and how you trying to hook up with somebody and you know you're about to go to college However, I never thought that I would, as an 18-year-old, I might roll through the Arizona-Mexico border with $2 million in narcotics. I mean, what? So these two 18-year-old residents had nearly $2 million worth of methamphetamine, cocaine, and heroin in their truck. And the Border Patrol got them. And I'm thinking to myself, What? <laughs> is that what like, you're thinking? Come on, man. Yeah, because like your life is over. Literally, it your is. life is over. It is. Either way, if you get out, they're going to kill you. I mean, yeah. And it's 1.8 million street value. That's a lot of smack, like, buddy. So you're going to jail, you're probably not going to make it 30 days. Because if you got this from Mexico, man, you can go ahead and cancel Christmas on that. Yeah, that's cartel cartel drugs cartel products Probably heroin man whatever yeah Crazy. bad situation I mean and the guys that delivered it to the truck got away they just went back into the bushes the guys yeah. that drive, dri- were supposed to drive the truck to wherever they're supposed to drive it to the ones got busted they were the ones again being watched so and it wasn't a lot nope it was 57 packages yep right there in the about, right there behind the seat I was like yeah. what Never that. Yeah, this wasn't. That's just like if you driving drugs cross state, going ninety miles per hour. What? <laughs> yeah, right. Brain children. Man, so, I'm just think. I was just thinking they probably weren't even getting paid that much to do it. No, Man, you got, you got, two, you almost got two million dollars worth of drugs in your car. They probably was only gonna pay them like a thousand, five hundred to do it. They take, they took big time risk for a little return. Cause, I mean, we, we're looking at it, the fact that there's $2 million worth of drugs, but we don't have any illusions that these are these kids, they not the plug. They got, they basically just the runners. So somebody paid them because they were like, hey, you, you young enough. There ain't nobody going to check you. We'll give you a thousand to $2,000. They probably think, all right, but we'll just drive through real quick. Ain't nobody going to stop us. And then they realize they have these things called drug dogs. So, Yeah. That's probably stopped them. Well, it's not like they had to really look hard. Like I said, behind the seat. <laughs> yeah, no, no secret compartment, no chamber, no. nothing. Yeah, nothing, 
nothing, I mean, nothing to cut the smell so the dogs wouldn't. Never mind. Yeah, this man. Is stupid. I mean, there's a fool bone every day. Truth. So, wow. What's the best way to start with this next one? There was a Karen day <laughs> at a chicken cone restaurant in Houston, <laughs> Texas. So, if your name was Karen, you got a free you got free food that day at that location. Now. The place is called Chick and Cone. Yeah, that's it. I got nothing else. I mean, Dude, the picture made it look pretty tasty. I mean, the picture, I mean, above it was in in interrow place. Who knows what that is? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, it looks good, but chicken in a waffle cone? Like chicken and waffles, man. Yeah, man, I can't do it. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. I couldn't do it, but that's weird. That's just weird. Come on, man. Roscoe's, Roger Brown's. Come on, man. I've been to Roscoe's, man. That's different. It ain't this. But I just thought it I was mean, a novel thing. You know, you got the chicken. Never mind. I mean, you got a waffle cone filled with fried chicken. chicken. Hopefully, it's boneless because we got a bone and it's stupid. Nah, it's boneless. I mean, okay. yes. Yeah. Because it reminds me of my dad used to eat a pork chop sandwich with the, the bone in it. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing ever. But anyway, he enjoyed it, so whatever. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, Moby, you got anything? I mean, look, it's funny. I mean, <laughs> it, really it, it, it was a, it was a good marketing thing. Yeah, about forty women showed up. Yeah, but forget that. Forget that. We're talking about it. it <laughs> exactly. That means it was great marketing. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> but I mean, in China. You know, they had people weigh themselves before they ordered their food, yeah? Yo, I had something to say about that. Because I read the article and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If people are heavy, like if they weighed me, it'd be like, okay, this guy can really eat it. So it's like, we're not we're not really worried about him wasting food. So I was kind of <laughs> fig- trying to figure out what in the world's going on. Why are people so offended? If you're skinny, then you might have a chance to like disappear and end up on a milk carton. But if you're a big guy that can put it away, it's like, hey, we like you because, we, you know, you're not going to you're going to clean but your I mean, plate. Here's a crazy part, right? You put your weight in the app and then it recommend what you can eat. Well, this is, this so, is China, so like, though. If you man. were fat, they gave you something small. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair because yeah. we have the dude. fat people have the best chance of putting away the most food and cleaning their plate and coming back for more. Yeah, but I mean, they did it because the food race in the country was, quote, shocking and distressing. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, so you just tell everybody, yo, you fat dog, you can't be eating all this. But see, in, in China, they can tell you that because I thought, based on the article, I thought that the, all the, the uproar came from out of the country. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. So, because I was like, why are people in, in China, this is the kind of treatment they're accustomed why are they upset? Yeah. And then I read Regions, more and it's like, okay, never mind. Regions across the country urge groups of customers to order one full, fewer plate than the number of diners to curb weights. <laughs> <laughs> so if you fat, if you a sumo wrestler and you usually get 10 plates, nah, dog, you gotta have eight. <laughs> you better stop sumo wrestling in. Come on, I mean, man. Yo, how embarrassing is that, yo? You gotta wait and you put yourself in the app and then they say, yeah, you can have this salad. That's so jacked yeah. up. You you step on the scale. How much you weigh? Salad. 
salad salad with a diet water. Wow. <laughs> that was good, diet water. Well, wait a minute. Because so, I gotta I gotta tell a story. Not it was not really a story. We were all there. But Ruben was kind enough to take us to dinner. They didn't weigh us, because if they did, they'd have gave us a lot less food than we ate. But anyway, he took <laughs> us out to, to lunch. I'm sorry, it wasn't dinner, it was lunch. For helping him move. Everybody is like getting all kinds of die of a heart attack when you're 50 type of food. All the things you should never eat. Man, I was hungry, though. Yeah, we were all hungry. Moby was hungry, too. But guess what he had? He had he had fish. He had carrots. He had broccoli. Never drank any sugar. And I he made me feel so bad. I got to get my act together. Thank he you, Moby, for making me feel bad. He made me feel bad at all. I, hey, man, I can't wait to Dude, I mean, I was so your proud plate, of that your dude. Your plate looked good to me, but you know, <laughs> I don't even—I don't my, even believe you, <laughs> man. My no, trust me, I, I'd rather be able to eat what you eat and not have to stab myself with insulin. So I'm—I'm I'm good. I understand that, but I'm still proud of you, bro. Because there's people that have your condition, diabetes is what we're talking about, and they still—they—they're just—I mean, you may as well drive off a cliff. So I'm still proud of you, man. But you, you made me look. You you made me think really hard, and I was like, you know what? I can't even enjoy my little stuff. I enjoyed the heck out of my. <laughs> I'm about to say it didn't slow rooming down. Not at all. Not at all. Oh man. But yeah, so, man. So okay, we've passed our ten minutes, but we gotta go into overtime because there's this one thing I want to talk about. And it's probably going to take longer than two minutes, but we're going to try. But yeah, man. So I'd like to call this da, 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 news from the Republic of Florida. <laughs> you mean the Banana Republic? <laughs> I mean, nah, because I, I ain't trying to see the stop so Banana Republic can go down. Uh, okay. So <sighs> there's really no way to say this. Just say it, I'm just bro. gonna read up. Just I'm just gonna it. read what the article says. Okay. 750 million genetically engineered mosquitoes approved for the release in the Florida Keys. Now, I'm gonna say this one quote, <laughs> then I'll pass it to AG because I can't do this. <laughs> quote: With all the urgent crisis, crises, crises. Crisis. Whatever. Crisis and crisis are plural and singular. Go ahead. This isn't spelled right. It might not be. A lot of stuff on your internet is not spelled right. It's, isn't it C R I S I S? Crisis? Yeah. No, this is pronounced with all the urgent crises facing our nation. There you go. So they're talking about more than one. Right. Whatever. I thought crisis was multiple, like dear. But this ain't English class, so I don't care. With all the urgent crises facing our nation in the state of Florida, because, you know, we're talking about the country. Then we're just talking about Florida. We got to make sure we remember. It's really about Florida, y'all. The COVID-19 pandemic, racial injustice, climate change, the administration has used tax dollars and government resources for a Jurassic Park experiment. Unquote. <laughs> AG, this is you. Okay. Okay, folks. This is a simple lesson on what they're trying to do. Um. They're having issues, just like in the Southern Hemisphere in general, like South America. They're having issues with mosquitoes for whatever reason. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a reason somebody can tell me what that is, but... Passing diseases, pretty much. 
Well, I mean, it's just not the it's not the disease because that's normal, but it's the amount of mosquitoes that are carrying disease. So what this company's doing is there we well most people don't know, but I'm gonna tell you, um, females carry all the nastiness. They carry all the disease. They do the stinging. They do all the work that mosquitoes do. The only thing men do or males do, male mosquitoes do, is help breed. So if you kill the female mosquitoes, then you essentially eradicated the issue or you diminished it to the point to where you don't really have an issue. So they've genetically modified 700 or at least they're going to release 750 million, three quarters of a billion mosquitoes genetically modified males to breed with females not only will um, the females die just because they're going to but the the uh, the mosquitoes that are born that are female won't make it to maturity and the males out of the bunch will continue to breed with females healthy females that are going to do the same thing and they're just going to be cyclical. So eventually what you'll have is you'll have a whole bunch of males running around fathering all of these mosquitoes, half of them dying and do it all over again. So you have no females stinging or passing disease and that's what they're after because Florida's starting to have a lot of issues. And the only reason they asked this company to do so is because they, they claim so much success in the, in the Southern Hemisphere, like I said, South America in particular. So that's what it is. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to cost them. It's not going to cost them now. It's going to cost them later. Because what people don't realize, there are lots of animals animals in the ecosystem that prey on mosquitoes and small pests. So if those pests are gone, what are they going to eat? Well, nature tends to find a way. And when it does, it's going to be bad. This is not a good idea. Now, I appreciate the science and the engineering. I do. But this is not a good idea. So that's the long and short of it to me. So you're saying we could talk about some cannibalism happening? Something. Because, the, number one, it's like the ecosystem in a vacuum is being tossed on its ear. You have more males and females. And what are all these males going to do eventually? They're going to start migrating elsewhere where they don't belong to find females. It's just, it's just common sense. So eventually, somebody else's ecosystem is going to be towed up. Then, like I said, what about the larger animals that feed on mosquitoes or small pests? Well, they ain't got nothing to eat. Because eventually, if you're all men, the whole thing's going to die. Or if you're all women, the whole thing's going to die. You can't have all one thing. They even put pears on the ark. I'm just saying. That's a bad idea. And on top of all that, in 2021, they're going to do some more in Harris County, Texas. Yep. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're really good at it because, like I said, they petition, they, they petition one type of mosquito. And for whatever reason, it was, uh, it was banned. And before it even got banned good, before it was like cold in the grave, they had another type of mosquito, and that one passed. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my goodness. I mean, this is like, you can't, a fool in his money. 
what are y'all doing? So I, I just, I mean, it's just, this is bad on so many levels. I mean, this is that time in the show in which I say my, <laughs> my patented statement. Country stops at Georgia. I knew it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Country stops at Georgia. Oh my God. I don't, so I don't have my passport, so I won't be going to Florida anytime soon. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. It's going to be bad. There are so many cool things in Florida. And then uh, you have their I, government. I, I'll take your word for it. And then you have their government. Boy. And their government is done. Hey. We're going to have mosquitoes that don't bite. Just saying. I mean, and whatever comes so you're after. you telling me that every mosquito that bit me was a female? Every one. Males don't bite. They don't pass disease. They, they just, they're there to breed. Them female skeeters can't get enough of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so many words. <laughs> but then there's that, I take that deep breath and I realize this is a PG show. It is. How about you just say you hate your family like you did when we were helping you move? I mean, no, nah, it won't. It ain't that kind of hate yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen, but you know. Okay. And I don't hate my family. No, he does not hate his family, but he likes saying it. He says it in jest. I mean, I say it because y'all were picking on me, like all of y'all. So I don't who, who is this y'all that you keep talking? Oh, about? you got some jokes in there too. Man, Stop who it. is this y'all you referring to? Y'all, I'll see. You didn't. Somebody else there? (laughs) So So dumb. Oh man. So, uh, did I make it under ten minutes? I thought I did. I don't know. I don't care. Okay. So, let's go to what's in the news right now. All right. And our main event, as it were, we got two of them. First of all, the sad situation that happened in Wisconsin on Sunday, 19 seconds, 19 seconds of video showed us so much. The cops were called by somebody to stop up, stop two women from fighting. And the dudes tried to stop these two women from fighting. And somehow... The police were messing with him and he was just trying to go and allegedly trying to go to his car and check on his kids and the cop followed him and got shot seven times in the back and out of those seven bullets one hit his spine and he is now paralyzed. So the first thought is um, of course, after that, you know, there has been some um, some protesting, which of course means some people destroy some stuff. Um, first thing, you know, he's alive. Which, real talk. Wow. Somebody's looking out for him. Um, he can't walk, though, at least at this moment. One of them did hit his spine. I don't know where the other six went to. Because apparently that was the only one that did any really major, real major damage. I mean, they were, he was so close, it probably just went straight through him, to be honest. But the question is, 
regardless of what you could have thought, unloading your clip right in his back, like, who does that? Like, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, there are so many other ways that could have been dealt with. You could have grabbed him by the neck. You could have tased him if you had a taser. I mean, you could have did a couple different things. Why must we go straight for lethal force? I don't understand. You could have pulled out a gun at him in the back of the head like they do in the movies and knock him out. At least his three kids in the car wouldn't have seen their daddy get shot. Yo, man, this is killing me because I'm sick of people taking the pass of lethal resistance. I'm not going to sit here and say all oh, cops because I don't believe that. You know, but at this point in time, you have, there is true now, you have bad actors with police uniforms on. Because, and, and I guess the police chief was like, let's wait and see how all this happened. Man, I don't know how you can explain away getting shot point blank in the back seven times. Like, I mean, I know there's some boo-boo the fools out there. I ain't one of them. So it's like, I, I don't get it. And of course, no arrest, no suspect. I mean, I need y'all to at least lie to us. Just lie to us, man. Lie to us saying that, you know what, we're going to do something. Arrest somebody, suspend somebody, do something. At least try, man. I need you to lie. If you're not going to do that, I still need you to lie. Give the public appearance that you care, even though you probably don't. That's the thing that kills me the most, because once again, as people always say, it's always a great day to arrest a dude who killed Breonna Taylor. That dude's still walking. Like, he ain't been arrested. He ain't been suspended. He ain't been nothing. And we're not going to get into that right now. But that's what I'm talking about, man. I just need for you to at least lie to us to think that you care. So when you don't care, we can some some people will be like, well, at least they tried. Like you're not even trying. Like remotely. Not even close. And I'm just like, I just don't get it. I, I'm out of words right now. Somebody pick it up. I'm out of words. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I mean, I understand why you're out of words. I don't think that they're going to give you what you want. They don't have to. It is what it is. Um, it's been happening. It's going to continue to happen. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's a sad situation. I saw the video. There's lots of things that I don't know, but I still saw what I saw, and I don't see where... I want to say it was more than one cop, too. Um, I think they said there were four on site. That's four. what I thought. I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to say. But yeah, I thought but there were four. But then two followed the guy. Right. But and, one followed him close. And so I'm sitting here going, if you thought that he could be dangerous, why didn't you apprehend him before he even got out of the yard? You let the dude walk all the way around his car, and then you decide to open up on him? I, I Like I said, I understand what you mean. I agree. But I'm telling you, they're not going to give you what you want. Probably. It's going to have to be another George Floyd type uprising for them to do anything. If, it, if they don't, if they don't get that, it's business as usual. I mean, I'm go I'm going to try to keep my 
I guess my three points quick. Um, if anything has been proven um, throughout the last couple years of cell phone video coverage is the greatest weapon in the country apparently is pigmentation because um, nothing seems to unsettle authoritative figures more than pigmentation because um, we've seen numerous incidents throughout the last couple of years and I'm not talking about uh, persons of colors I mean white counterparts standing in the middle of the street with assault rifles and knives and we saw somebody shoot up a church and they took him to Burger King. I mean, apparently, you know, a white person with an actual weapon is still less scary than somebody that looks like any of us on this broadcast and, you know, a t-shirt. Apparently, we still are way more dangerous. Um, the thing that's disturbing me the most about this, and it's because, you know, we already know the song and dance that's gonna happen. Um, police officer is going to say I don't know what he was reaching for I feared for my life and I think it's real important um, for us to really tackle this this truth that has been sold to the, the American people that a police officer's first obligation is to get home safely to his family and um, anybody who is a police officer it, um, I mean no disrespect when I say this but um if that's what you think, please turn in your badge right now. Because your first obligation is to serve and protect. And you took the inherent risk that you may not return home. So if you are to be so fearful when you're out on your job that you empty a clip into someone's back from two inches away, when you've got three other officers around you who also have guns, and this guy clearly at least did not have a gun and did not really seem to be making any threatening motions towards you, then you are in the wrong profession. And I'm not saying that I don't appreciate your service, but you know what? I don't want your service if you're going to wear a badge and be in that much fear every time you see a black person. And I'm not saying you see it every time you see a black person. If you have that type of fear on the job, period, being a police officer is not the profession for you. I'm not saying it to be disrespectful because it's also not the profession for me, which is why I didn't sign up for it. But police is literally the only profession that there's an inherent danger attached to it that it seems like we try to give a pass and say that their first obligation is to make it home. Like we don't even give that much leeway to firefighters. Firefighters literally are running into buildings burning down and we say hey we understand that that firefighter is risking his life to try to save others but with police officers every time they shoot somebody we go well his first obligation is to make it home to his family when the hell did that become their first obligation like did i miss something i mean we don't tell people in the military when you go overseas your first obligation is to make it home to your family no you're serving your country you're protecting you're serving when when did this whole narrative get switched where police officers walk the streets terrified and feel like they can just pull the trigger because the most important thing about their job is making it home like i know i went off on a rant there but like i don't understand why why people are even supporting this there's so many people who've come out saying well he wasn't he wasn't adhering to their you know commands he wasn't he wasn't responding to their request to, to stop moving yeah, but the dude was walking to his car, non-threatening, and it's four of you. And you shot him 
not once. You didn't do the, the, I got scared and pulled my trigger. You emptied your clip into this man's back. That means you were terrified from the start. Like, I don't even want to throw a whole, he was racist. I'm not doing any of that. What, what this shows me, he was terrified. And based on 19 seconds and the backstory that we've got thus far, I understand we haven't got all the stories. There's nothing that should suggest anyone should have been that scared in that situation. Did, did I miss something? Did, I mean, what about that 19-second clip made any of y'all feel like, oh, yeah, he was clearly about to pull out a rocket launcher from his front seat with his kids in his car? <laughs> not a not a minute of it. it or not a second of it, because it wasn't a minute. It's just, I understand what the other side's going to say, but that's still preposterous, too. We, we know too. the playbook. Exactly. It, it was no reason in the world for what happened to happen but like you said pigmentation you know I mean it's just one of those things where like he wasn't even the dude who was supposed to be getting arrested like not even close he was stopping two women from fighting you know and that you know the next thing is I see two women fighting I'm gonna see them in my rear view because it's not worth it being a good Samaritan anymore it's just not worth it. And it's just, there's just so many times where, as Moby said, it's a bunch of fear. You know, I fear for stuff too, but I mean, if you're if you're in a job and you're fearing everything, then like you said, it is the wrong job for you. You know, it, it's just, you worry about getting home. Me too. You know, but I don't want to get a gun put out because you had a bad day. You know, that's why they do psyche vows and all that stuff, you know. And to me, the other thought process is, and it doesn't necessarily refer to this case, but when are the good cops going to stand up and be like, yo, man, that was a real dumb, a dumb a move that you did. You're making all of us look bad. You need to get your stuff together. We'll get out. I mean can't say that publicly you know, can't say it publicly they're a gang, you don't, need a gang. To say, you don't need to say it publicly you can't sometimes but, you can't say it at all we talked about this a week ago yeah but it's just one of those things man when it's all said and done you know if the, this job if you if your your job is not right for you you go find another one but if you feel this way right now and you're in that job then you need to find another one yesterday I understand. I understand. We'll go to the desk. I mean, I understand what y'all are saying. That's true. But I still think we're giving them too much credit by saying what we're saying. The bottom line is he did what he wanted to do. He did what he wanted to do. He wanted to shoot somebody, so he did. Now, I'm not saying every cop is like that. And I'm not even guaranteeing you that's what he thought. But at some point, I'm going to have to say this and put it on wax. He did what he wanted to do. He wanted to shoot somebody black, so he did. There is no possible reason that somebody could give me that that was, you know, that was warranted. Not one. I agree. Also, I mean, I think we need to put it out there because I think there's a there's also a misconception of, you know, a cop's right to shoot people because people are going to pull out the whole he wasn't complying and he reached in his car. So that gives you probable cause to use deadly force. And that's actually not what the law says. The law says you have to have 
reasonable, you have to have a reasonable expectation that he is going to harm you. So unless this guy had warrants out for his arrest, which they couldn't possibly have known since they had just got to the scene, unless he was already considered armed and dangerous or they had already seen a gun, him going into his car for any reason is not does not meet the requirement for deadly force. So the gun should not have even been fired. You're right. But in this situation, it does. You got finished telling us for like five minutes pigmentation. And you were oh, right. Yeah, I get for it. Like, I mean, that, that's the weapon. That's okay. the weapon of choice right now. Well, exactly. So he was, he man, he was cocked and loaded then. As soon as they got there, he was armed and dangerous just because he was walking around looking all black. I mean, he wasn't even, I mean, never mind. He was black. And that's why what we're not saying, sort of, because we're giving him too much credit by saying he was afraid. Nah, he did what he wanted to do. Now, that's a different statement. He did what he wanted to do. Now, if something I, I can, comes, I would argue that both statements could be true. Well, they are. Just he, long as because because <laughs> the only thing I'm saying is I just wanted to put it on wax and say it because it's just no one's really and I, when I say no and I'm not talking about just us. I'm just saying in general, he did what he wanted to do. It's not very popular to say 70 years later when you could do it and it was okay. Oh, I mean, but that's the thing. Um, whether people who are pro blue or you know defund police no matter which side of you know the argument you fall on it has been proven that if you have a badge it is okay for you to shoot black people okay that's I mean, all i want that's all i wanted to hear <laughs> i just i had to hear it i had I mean, to hear it, it. it that's it's been it's been proven like it's this isn't me making a, a brash statement this isn't me trying to just you know give a hot take like there is actual evidence that if you are a police officer it is okay to shoot a black person in pretty much any context like if they're in their house you can shoot them if they're in walmart you can shoot them if they're playing at the park you can shoot them if they're sitting in the passenger seat of the car you can shoot them even if you're asking them to pull out something for you you can shoot them reaching for your wallet ah oh, you can shoot them um I don't know your special needs and you're trying to walk home they can shoot you you're taking a jog in the neighborhood yeah you can be shot i mean there's, there's almost no context well if there is a context we haven't seen it where it's not okay to shoot a black or any person of color when you're a police officer it's always okay i wouldn't even say any person of color i like the black I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying there's lots of people of color and I just think that we we just don't we don't have that kind of value. And like I said before, this this might be proven not to be the case this time, but it doesn't make what we're saying untrue. I just wanted to make sure the hard statement was put on wax. Well, not only that, we can also establish that let's say the impossible and I say impossible with air quotes, the impossible happened and this officer is arrested this doesn't prove anything's changed this just yep. means this is an anomaly yep <laughs> this would I mean, just Ruben be the just anomaly the, the, the guy who killed Brianna Taylor she, he's still walking around so it's just like again we don't have that yeah, kind of value sure. man. we just never will so he did what he wanted to do just, I just wanted to make sure we balanced all this other stuff with it it needed to be put on wax man this he did what he wanted to do he wanted to shoot somebody he shot somebody he shot somebody with the least amount of value 
So the least amount of reprimand or consequence is going to happen or no consequence. So that's all I want. I mean, the fight is never going to be over. Ever. As long as people like this exist, you know, and I mean, literally, there's nothing anyone can say to me that will justify him unloading a clip. I mean, he might as well. I mean, first of all, he shot him seven times. What, did you use your other two for something else or something? You other four? I mean, what, what kind of gun you got? Like, it's just so stupid. And it's so fearful. And it's so, I'm sick of having these conversations about some dude getting shot unnecessarily. Hey, 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 I got a question for you. I mean, I know we wanted us to put it on wax, what it was. I, I wish we could get somebody from the opposite end, you know, somebody from the, the pro blue, the police never do wrong end. I wish we could get them to put it on wax that it wouldn't matter. They're always going to be on the side of the police. Like, I just want somebody to be like, look, we don't care if he would have shot him seven times dropped the clip, reloaded, and shot him, you know, nine more times, we think it's justified because, well, he's black and he didn't do what we said, we told him to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish that too, but what I, actually, I was going to get back to that because I think Ruben had said something about, sort something sort of like that, and I said that that's not going to happen either because, you know, with, with a group that tight, Number one, internally, you have to be somebody to say something that deep, like, yo, get your act together. You just can't be somebody and say that. Number two, you can't say it externally or publicly because it's a gang mentality. And when I say gang mentality, I'm not saying police police are a gang, but they are a group, a tight group. And so they're not going to come out publicly by and large i will say that because there's some things i've seen lately where i can't say ever but they, they're not going to come out by and large against themselves they're not going to say anything like i'm sorry they're not going to say anything but i understand they are coached on the words to say because if you say the wrong thing lawsuit you don't want to make it easier for someone to sue you so we could find somebody I, I would believe that they would have to be retired, but you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody that has done the job that's going to come out against the job in a situation, especially where color is involved. Man, I just don't see it. I just don't. I, and I don't care what color the officer is either. Nah, because the only color to them that matters it appears to be is blue. There it is. Now, cops that listening to this show getting upset there's a reason why I'm saying what I'm saying so if you mad get on the show and say something or you can just be quiet and be like he right and keep it moving because I don't have to be a cop to understand when it barks like a dog it's a dog so I, yeah I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that's going to be that honest because they have, a, they have a group to answer to and it's not us and at the end of the day I mean if black people say that they're scared of the police, you know who else is scared of the police? Police. I mean, you ain't gonna want to be that one 
good cop trying to die out there on that hill turning in turning in all your your, your cop friends that are doing questionable things because I mean all all your friends got guns too and like I said before I mean I'm sure there's some great cops out there and I, and I'm sure by and large they are but I just don't see any cop of any color or of any stature coming out against himself because when you put that uniform on you are the solution or the problem you represent whatever's happening good or bad so I, I just can't see it happening I just can't so it is what it is man it is what it is I think it'd be interesting to see how people feel see how police feel if they were told that we're going to replace your guns with tasers. But yet everybody else, the everybody else in the rest of the world will be able to carry guns. Then you might wake up and see how the rest of us feel. But unfortunately, you know, it's, it's not getting any better. And hopefully something will happen. But you kind of hold your breath. You kind of, you know, yeah. You just, that's what it is, man. I, I got nothing else. But hopefully um, he'll have a, Jacob Blake will recover and, you know, come out the positive end on this. And hopefully he will walk again one day. So we're going to shift from that craziness to the crazinesses of the RNC and the DNC. Last week was a DNC. This week is a RNC. Last week, I would I would dare say was pretty um, boring. You know, um, it was. It didn't have a lot of stuff happening. You know, Michelle Obama spoke. Um, some other people spoke. I think the biggest hype of last week was AOC nominating um, uh, what's his name? Bernie Sanders. We're still getting no traction. But you know, it's good. I mean, it is what it is. And I think that was like the most excitement on last week. However, this week at the RNC now, full disclosure, your boy is not either a Democrat or Republican because I personally believe in both sides. There are some things about each side that I agree with and I believe in. The answer for me is C. It doesn't mean libertarian. It means I get to be what I want to be. So I'm just putting that on wax. I'm putting it out there. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm C. And that's what it is. So we went from the boringness of the Democratic National Convention to finding a suitable adjective for this week is hard. First of all, I was thinking crazy. I was thinking a whole bunch of other words that I can't say on air. You know, but I think the biggest word I have is, huh? I need for you to tell me how Scott Bayo 
is going to change my mind to who I'm going to vote for. Scott Chachi. Chachi. Yeah, Chachi. Tell me why I should vote for Trump. For Trump. Chachi. Yeah, okay. Um, the two people who held their guns terribly as the Black Lives Matter movement went through their neighborhood. Once again, I mean, that's what we're doing. We're just putting do- two people who, if they were to shoot their their guns, they would hurt themselves before they hurt anybody else. Ugh, such embarrassment. You know, that's such embarrassment. These are older people and, and they, I mean, she's holding a gun like, yeah, it's just embarrassing. Um, and then you have the gentleman who won a lot of money because people slandering his name, I guess it was a year ago. You know, so he's talking at the RNC. You know, I don't even know his name. I've read his stuff like multiple times a day. I can't remember his name. He just turned 18. So all the money that he got from the settlements is all, um, you know, closed. So nobody knows how much money he got from the settlements, except for him and his parents. And then probably the biggest shocker of all, and I'm not talking about the my pillow guy. Lord knows I'm not talking about the my pillow guy, which is hilarious, by the way. Herschel Walker, man, I, I, I feel betrayed. <laughs> I feel betrayed, man. I, I feel like, dude, you were part of one of the greatest trades in NFL history. Dude, you played at the University of Georgia. In real talk, as Mo B will attest to, might be the best running back ever to come out of the SEC. Period. I mean... And you got on stage and talked about why we need to vote for Trump? Well, I mean, obviously you don't know much about Herschel Walker's personal life if, if, you're su- if you're surprised by this. But, I mean, he does have a couple connections to Trump, one being that Trump paid him um, back in the day in the USFL days. And hopefully he got paid for saying whatever he said yesterday, too. I mean, because I want to I want to feel like he at least got some type of come up for this. Have you not been watching what's going on in the world, dude? But I digress. You know, um, then we had the woman who shouted at us for about 15 minutes. Once again, I have not watched any of this. I didn't watch the DNC. I didn't watch the RNC. However, I will say this. The Chris Cuomo, Como, um, what's his name? Moby, Don Lemon show afterwards might be the greatest thing on TV. Hilarious. So hilarious. So... Basically, and these are not my words. These are the words that I heard. Basically, they said that, hey, the black people come into the suburbs and they go take your stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's about, that's about right. All right. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, this, this ain't lottery ticket. This ain't um, head of state. This ain't any other, I mean, coming to America. Come on, man. I mean, really? I mean, first of all, that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hey, we're going to come to this. We're going to come to your suburbs and take your houses. 
and and live there. And we gonna party all night. We gonna smoke weed in the front yard. It's like, come on, man. Like, we have Joe Biden, who's basically saying, you need to get this dude out of here or we're gonna become China. And then you got this other dude saying, look, I'm still trying to stop the China virus, his words. And if you elect Biden, we're gonna go backwards. What? I feel like we're going backwards now. Um, I feel like it's so interesting to watch um, black Republicans right now. Because, yes, I, I'm not going to lie. I do it for fun. And I feel like in order to know your enemy, you must observe your enemy. The OAN Network might be the biggest piece of trash on television. But, yo, I'm not going to lie, man. It's kind of funny. Like, it's funnier than Fox News used to be. Fox News really isn't that funny anymore. And I, when I say funny... When you turn on Fox News, like if you watch The Five, there's always two Caucasian women, two Caucasian men, and a black dude. And they're all Republican. And they talk about how the world is affected in their Republican mindset. Okay, The Five is kind of terrible, but it's at least watchable. Today I turn to OAN... One American Network. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody's watching that. There was a white dude moderating a panel of five black people, five black Republicans, talking about what they do in, on the ground to get the Republican word out. And I sat and watched it for 15 minutes. Either those people are completely brainwashed or they're getting paid more than Candace Owens. Not sure which. And then you have the young lady in Baltimore who came out with a very compelling video of how the Democrats have destroyed Baltimore. So she took us down. It looked like, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, it looked like near the undeveloped ports system of Maryland of Baltimore. Am I right? Yeah. And she was pretty much saying, look at this area. This is what the Democrats have done for us. Blah, 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 blah. Not near black person. I mean, because let's be real, man. If you're saying black people living here, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting to see some thugnificant stuff with some naked kids running by, eating, and then a naked old man eating, and he's like, you got to pick between food and clothes. I mean, because Tara Bell looked terrible. This place just looked like they used to have a lot of business there and they don't anymore. So they all left. I ain't see no kids playing, you know, hopscotch on the ground with boots on. I ain't see none of that. So in, a, in the summer, because yes, I did see that one time in Georgia. We drove through a we drove through a low income part of Georgia, and there is these two girls 
and it's like 90 degrees outside. We got on a t-shirt and shorts. And she has shorts and a t-shirt. And she has some galoshes. And they want no water in sight on the ground. So I was just like, all right. I see how they get down in here. But yeah, I actually know people in that video. So I don't know what she's talking about. And she was like, the Democrats have destroyed Baltimore for 56 years for black people. And I'm just kind of like, hold on. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Have they had like a couple of black mayors in that city? And then some black governors in Baltimore? Have they not? I mean, I think what she was just trying to, to sell is the fact that black people's living conditions in Baltimore are still bad. And that's the Democrats' fault. But you know, if you're going to sell that to me, take me to an area that people can live in. Like, though, all that was, all that was, um, like, business locations. It won't know apartments or nothing. It won't know hood. Maybe she didn't want to pay for the people in the hood. I mean, I don't know, but I digress. So you have all that. And then out of the 12 people talking, six of them have your last name. To me, that just sounds like a bad idea. You know, I don't get it. Because I would think the only the people that you don't want talking is something with the last name of Trump. Get other people to talk for you, not your family. Because it's, it's true that some of them are questionable. Just an opinion. I ain't trying to get sued. That's why I ain't naming names. But, you know, I mean, I'm trying to make some heads and tails out of this, guys. Talk to me. Am I wrong here? Am I am I jumping off a bridge with no parachute? I mean, I don't I don't understand what you're you're watching. And Okay. I mean, and the reason I'm saying that is because like I feel like last week and I don't even need to see the rest of this week to, uh, to perfectly define what's going to be going on. But last week was pretty much a week, a week of, you know, the art of empathy. Because, you know, the Democrats are trying to, you know, we're, we're not talking about policy. We're talking about ideas. We're not talking about things to fix the country. We're talking about how we need to fix the soul of America. You know, it's just saying all the things because, you know, the Democrats really don't like Trump as a person. And I don't feel like anywhere last week I heard anything about, like, policy ideas, ways to change, you know, systemic racism. I didn't, I didn't hear any of that. I just heard, well, we're going we're gonna to change the soul of America. Now, I did hear Barack Obama do something that's totally unprecedented, which is, you know, pretty much badmouth the current president. And he did it gracefully, which, I mean, God, that guy's so smooth. Whether he, I don't care if you dislike Obama as a president or you don't think he did enough. You ain't going to sit there and tell me that there's ever been a president with more swag than that guy. That guy's so smooth. Even when he's dissing you, it sounds smooth. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent there. But even when he's insulting people, it sounds smooth. But I mean, and I'm going to read a definition of a word. And I just want y'all to basically just tell me if this sounds like the Republican National Convention. The spreading or frightening, uh, the spreading of frightening and exaggerated rumors of an impending danger to purposely arouse fear in order to manipulate the public. Yes, 
that would be the definition of fear mongering. <laughs> and that's exactly what the Republican National Convention sounded like. With, you know, based, based on the highlights, it was basically just, they're all coming to get you. <laughs> Ooh, the boogeyman's coming to get you. We, 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 should, we should celebrate the fact that Trump just got this housing law passed, which makes it in, now nearly impossible for affordable housing to make its way into suburbs. That's literally what the policy makes it. It's literally impossible for affordable housing to make it to the suburbs now. And not come to take your house. And, yeah, so, so basically that's why they're saying, hey, he's keeping them out. He's keeping them out of your neighborhood. Basically, I'm going to trap them in the worst 